Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Lab, Sports Lab. Welcome to episode 367, inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show covering the sporting HBCU dash of all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture in HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU, HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yacobiel, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios uh, here in the beautiful home, Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. How's it going, Charles? Doing well, Doc, doing well. We got so much stuff going on. We had track and field this weekend. We had baseball. We got basketball. A lot of stuff to get into. Yeah, I saw you at the baseball, man. Your team did two and one in the tournament. Not too bad there. Mike, yeah, how not you too doing? Bad at all. Not too bad, Doc. Uh, same business on the road. Uh, in addition to what CB said, we hearing about players trying out for football leagues and all that good stuff. So just to add on to all the stuff that CB put on the table, we'll add a little, a little bit of news from that, from that corner of the world. Sounds good. Sounds good. With that being said, shout out for those that have joined us. Uh, Lennon is already mad talking about his Norfolk State <laughs> Spartans. Uh, they think they're going to get a break with how we're losing. And then the second half against Cobb State, he said they just look mm. like they were going into the toilet. They look good. It's one of those weekends. It happens. We'll get into the poll rankings a little bit before we get into that for the women first, then men. My, uh, Charles, what's on your mind? What's some of the news of the day? Well, we already got the CIAA Women's uh, Tournament uh, has started. Uh, we already got some scores coming in from it. So uh, Johnson C. Smith, they knocked off Virginia Union earlier today. And Elizabeth City, uh, they knocked off St. Aug, 59-55. So uh, you got some scores coming in already. So already uh, we're moving to the quarterfinals for a couple of games uh, for a couple of teams uh, in the uh, CIAA Women's Championship. So uh, Fayetteville State will now take on number eight seed Johnson C. Smith on tomorrow. And then Elizabeth City State University, they will – uh, take on Bowie State. That is a 2 p.m. Uh, tip-off tomorrow. So we already got some tournament play going on in CIAA. CIAA is in full effect. Baltimore, Maryland, that is. Mike, what's on your mind? Well, uh, <clears throat> CB threw me for a little, but I wanted, wanted to share a little you know, football note. So talk about turn on the Jets. So I caught this. It was at the Tallahassee Democrat. So football, great. So 
uh, FAMU football wide receiver Xavier Smith participated in the HBCU Combine and will play and play and will play in the HBCU Legacy Bowl on the 25th. However, he wowed everybody when the five foot 10, 170 pound guy ran a 4348 uh, 40, which is right now one of the fastest clock times. This according to uh, ESPN, several ESPN reporters. So uh, he came there. He came there with with a mission. Came there not to play. He's shown what he can do. So uh, kudos, kudos to him for showing up. So five foot ten, 170 pounds, ran a four three eight, four three nine seconds according to ESPN NFL Nation reporter Teron Davenport. Kind of reminds me back when I played and I ran my 43840. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I hadn't seen the time like that. So kudos to him for real. <laughs> I know you understand. I would say this about Stephen Smith. You know, now we have a reason, understanding of why he caught so many balls. You know, we thought it was just he had good hands and was running obviously good routes. Uh, but he was quick as a jitterbug, and people just didn't catch up with him. So it makes a great deal of sense understanding what was taking place there. Before we go to this uh, first break, we get in there. We have now can officially say all the coaches have been hired. Uh, I thought Kentucky State made a move, but Kentucky State has selected Felton Huggins as the next head football coach at Kentucky State. Kentucky State announced February 20th. The research committee selected Felton Huggins as the university's next football coach. Huggins comes to Kentucky State after spending uh, the past year as assistant coach with the wide receivers at the NCAA uh, Division I FCS McNeese State. Several quality candidates were interested in becoming the next football coach at KSU. Still none of them had the depth of experience, energy, knowledge, and ability to connect with our student-athletes, like Huggins said. Kentucky State's athletic director, Raymond Johnson, quote, I'm confident that his knowledge of our conference and the current football landscape will make our program highly competitive while helping our student athletes lead with high character. So that's in word for football. As you get into spring training, you get the last coach hired. Um, so it's right around the corner. So it'll be interesting to see how quick can he get up to date, obviously signing, Day has passed, but for a lot of programs, NAIA, uh, Division II, you don't necessarily sign as many players on the signing day as you see at the FBS, FCS level. So be interesting in how he's able to get things done. Shouldn't hurt him as much as it might in some cases. With that being said, let's take our first break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get in our major division women's top five rankings, see what changed out there. A couple of teams lost at the top. Uh, several losses this weekend, so it should be interesting to see how it all shakes out this week, the season in the top five. Stick around with us. We have an interview coming up, uh, big-time program, getting things done, a little off the beaten path, so uh, stick with us. You should be surprised and energized by this interview. We'll be right back after this first break. Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. 
This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna allow yeah, and about, So listen to Professor Yessa, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into the major division top five programs this week. We did have a team dropping out this week because we have several still receiving votes. Dropping out this week is Howard Bison. They mm. fell to 500 on the year 12 and 12, 8 and 3 after this weekend as they had a conference loss. Uh, but they do receive votes right behind Alabama State Hornets that are 14 and 12. That it pushed to a winning record after what they did this past weekend, 11 and 4 in a conference with 34 points. Behind them are Howard Bison at 12 and 12, 8 and 3 and 30 points, still receiving votes, if you would. Prairie and Panthers come in at 13 and 3, 10 and 5, uh, as they are, have been solid over the weekend and getting some big victories. They sit at 24 points. So let's get into top five. We do have a new incomer into the ranks. At number five, there's Alabama A&M Bulldogs City, 13 and 12, eight and three in terms of the conference race. They jump in, uh, not ranked last week, but they come in at 46 points, a new top five entrant of the year, playing solid basketball all year long, uh, only three losses. They continue to get it done, sitting at the top behind the juggernaut that is Jackson State. But we'll see what Jackson State falls this week. At number four, you have Morgan State Bears. Sitting at 16 and 8, 9 and 2. They were previous number one. They had a tough week. Uh, they took, they were undefeated, if you remember, going into this weekend. And not only did they have uh, a loss, but they had two of them. Saturday and Sunday, Monday was not kind to them as they take on two losses a week that drops them from the number one spot all the way four spots to number four. At number three, North Carolina AT State Aggie, 16 and 9, uh, 10 and 4 on the season, one first place vote. Uh, they Move up the pole to number three. They did 
bounce back and got into the winning records and winning ways, if you would, in terms of what they did last week. So they've been pretty solid at number four with 64 points. Bringing us to number two, Norfolk State Spartans, 21-5. and five. Uh, They get to the 21-minute win mark, 9-2. They do continue to push uh, along three first-place votes, 75 points, as they continue uh, to get a lot done uh, in the MEAC as they move around uh, in terms of what they get done on that list. Uh, they've won four straight games, uh, bringing them up with spot. At number one, Jackson State Tigers. Uh, the ladies over there at Jackson State are rolling now. They sit 16 and 8, 13 and 1 um, as they continue to roll. And they get into the number one spot, move up from number two, first place vote, 76 mm-hmm. points. As they are rolling, as I said, winning 10 straight games in conference play, Jackson State Tigers ascend to the number one spot in the ranking in number seven. Uh, very solid in terms of what goes on here. I'm going to save your comments because I want to get a little more full thoughts uh, after we come back from this break. We'll bring in our interview, um, and then we'll come back, uh, get your thoughts in the second half of the show, if you would. Go over the men's rankings and things of the nature. But uh, to the point, I see, Charles, you can smile a little bit. Jack State Tigers is finally ascended to the top of the poll, where mm-hmm. many people think they should be. Crazy. <laughs> Cream they, and done, they, uh, with that being said with that let's take our next break we'll come back as i said get into hopefully an interview we'd like to have for you on the other side stickers will be right back after this second break Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine.
So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson. Hey, text me if he comes on, so we'll be able to go to Boy, We're back. This is Dr. Cavill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Charles, I'm going to go to you first since Jackson State happens to be at the top of the polls this week. But overall, what are your thoughts in terms of the top five poll ranking? Uh, overall, uh, first and foremost, uh, kudos to Alabama a &M, uh for getting in there at number five. Uh, you, you talk about when you um, uh, 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 talk about a, a player of the caliber of Darnell Lewis transferring our way uh, for them to claw themselves back into the picture uh, in terms of SWAC elite. Uh, that, that speaks a lot about their program, 11-4, uh, uh uh, in conference play. So they're playing great ball. Uh, the surprise this week, of course, uh, was Morgan State dropping two. Uh, didn't expect to see that happen, uh, but, uh, you know, they they will be fighting and trying to get back into the mix, if you will. Uh, but Jackson State, they're just playing tremendous basketball right now. And it's week in, week out. Uh, they're getting it done in, inside the paint, rebounding you to death. Uh, but Jariah Covington, she's the Slack Impact Player of the Week this past week. He's getting it done from the point guard position. They have gotten steady, steady play from Jariah all season, and has led them on this ten game, uh, uh, this this ten game win streak, if you will. Yeah. With that being said, uh, I think you said it perfectly. Starting off with Morgan State being the surprise, they do not fall out of first place. They still remain in first place, but now they're tied with Norfolk State. Uh, Norfolk State has won uh, four games straight. Uh, you talk about Alabama A&M jumping in the poll. They've won two straight, uh, but Alabama State right there with them. That's won five straight in terms of the race there. But Morgan State uh, had a tough weekend when you just look at what they were not quite able to get done in terms of that loss they had on Monday. Uh, where they got beat up by Howard, 64-56. to um, Saturday, uh, they had that matchup with Norfolk State, and so Norfolk State really took it to them. So it doesn't seem like they rebounded on that Monday as uh, Saturday. Norfolk State beat them 74-37. to Think about that, Mike, 74-37. What are your thoughts in terms of the top five programs uh, this week in week number seven? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I mean, kudos to you. Talk about Alabama and m They're – Eight and they have the eight or nine out of their last 11, somewhere in that net table territory. I was wondering, to be honest, why they weren't already, why they hadn't even broken into the top five yet. But they put together an impressive uh, set of wins. You know, you kind of ask the question, where's Alabama State? Um, the question also was, you know, how good is North Carolina AT? You know, is that, is that, you know, fake money? Is that real money? But you look at the stats, and man, and you look at the Colonial Athletic uh, League where they're where they sit. They're number two in the league in scoring, number three in defense, number two in turnover margin. So that's real. That's real money. Uh, so I, I think the poll is real. The only question I ask is, where would you put an Alabama State who's right there in the top? There, you know, that if you look at the echelon of women's basketball, there's Jackson State. Then there's the two Alabama teams. Where, you know, which one do you put over the other? They have almost similar records. So nothing wrong with the poll, just just a couple of questions. 
No, I, I think that's a great question when you talk about that. And we're going to take this break and we'll come back on the other side of bringing Coach in right uh, during that break part of it as we have him on the line. Um, and we'll be going to Coach Struthers right after this break. But to your point, Alabama State, if you went that far, would be number six. They have 34 uh, points, so they're right outside of the top five at 46. So I think you asked a great question. Look at this, though. They play this Saturday in the second part of that rivalry matchup, if you would. So it should be interesting that matchup to see who might be the ones that knock them out of the poll rankings in terms of what that looks like. Uh, when you talk about that first matchup uh, between Alabama State uh, and Alabama A&M earlier, it was one of those knock-in, drag-outs, fights as they always have with Alabama A&M get the best of them, 60-46. And I think that's what kind of nudged them above them in the five spot is the fact Although they tied in the conference, they have the nudge in terms of getting a home victory uh, as they got it done earlier. With that being said, we'll take this break. We'll come back on the other side. We have an interview for you, so stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. soon we is this the one well let's say i found the one who takes me to another level always stays calm under pressure most importantly the one that helps me discover the coolest places this sounds wonderful come outside i'll introduce you they're here definitely the one <laughs> introducing the all-new nissan frontier At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, try CDW Amplify Development Services. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lock and root about, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. I'm excited to have our guest. That is Coach Struthers from Tougaloo College, the men's basketball program and they have a record of 26 and 1. My understanding they put in a little work one game was a scrimmage so we won't talk about that and we don't we won't get anybody in trouble. That was going to be <laughs> with that being but with that being said uh 
Coach, it was recently announced that you all officially have won the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, uh, getting it done uh, as you continue uh, to have a strong program there. As we get started, before we really get into that, if you would, for those that may not really know about your background, can you share a little bit about uh, where you're from and how did you get into basketball? Well, I'm, I'm from I'm from the River City, Vicksburg, Mississippi, country town, right outside of Jackson, uh, where I played football. I started playing football there, and Coach Bill was actually my football coach uh, back when I was in high school. And I played a, maybe a couple of games of, of basketball there at Vicksburg High, and then uh, I got hurt. I got hit in my eye, and I decided that I wasn't going to play basketball no more. And, I was going to go and, and come and walk on with W.C. Gordon with uh, Jackson State football because uh, actually I grew. I was around 5'8", and then once I got to Jackson State, I was 6'7". So uh, one of my <laughs> he said, hey, man, why don't you walk on the team, see if you can make the team. So I uh, came and walked on and made the team, and uh, I got better and better each year and uh, actually was a uh, pretty decent player. So and then I left there. I left Coach Jackson State and played. Yeah, went over and played overseas a little bit. I went to the Hawks. So I was in the Hawks free agent camp for for a whole month. And then I went to the CBA, uh, played for the Sky Force up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then I left there and went to Holland for a little bit. And then I played in Hong Kong for a year. <laughs> and then uh, I had a chance. Coach Stockton asked me to come back and help him coach, and I was able to come back and. Uh, 1993 and started coaching at Jackson State. And then I went from Jackson State. I stayed there from uh, 19, 1993 to 2013. Then I went to Mississippi Valley in 2014 to 2018. And then I landed at Tuvalu. Wow. Man, a lot of winning. Incredible journey. You seem like you're responsible for a lot of those recruits coming in and putting in work throughout the swag. Uh, and now at Tuvalu. Uh, is a head coach drying up the plays. Um, so uh, kudos for all that you've done. Let me get Charles in here and let him follow up with a question. Sure thing. Well, Coach, uh, your, your track record speaks for itself in terms of your success, uh, definitely uh, within the swag. But I wanted to ask you about the influence of, of, of not just Coach Thomas Billis, but Coach Andy Stoglin uh, in your coaching career. Talk about how those guys uh, sort of molded you into the coach that you are now. Well, when, when Andy Stoglin asked me to come back and be his coach, uh, I was just surprised. And, um, and uh, he, he really wanted me to come back because he thought I was good. I was the captain for two years, and he thought I had really good leadership. So mm -hmm. uh, he brought me back. And uh, actually, you know, I just talked to Coach Stoglin on the phone today, and he's congratulating me and telling me that he knew that I was going to be successful as a head coach. But uh, just, just his uh, the way he – he carried himself at Jackson State. The coaching, his coaching philosophy was big uh, with me. Now I carry some of his philosophy with me, and I carry some of Coach Anderson that that, that I worked on in ten years. I carry some of his philosophy with with me too. And then I was able to come and work with Coach Bill that coached me in high school. They really put that toughness into me when I was in high school. So I just met, missed, matched all those three guys together. And I just put a little dropping of what I knew onto it, and I knew then I, I could I could have something special. No doubt, no doubt. I appreciate that, Coach. This is your fourth season there at Tougaloo. 
uh, head coaching, had a tremendous record last year, getting it done in conference. Uh, as you transition, obviously you have the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference Tournament coming up in Jackson, Mississippi, so right there in your backyard. So that should uh, really do well in terms of the fan base. But if you allow me to project a little bit, um, no matter what happens in the tournament, I would imagine that you should be in position to get an NIA bid. What are things you're looking for uh, that need to take place for you to be successful in both the conference tournament as well as the NIA tournament? Well, right now, you know, I think our guys mentally, mentally, they almost checked, they almost checked out. So I got to get these guys back together mentally, you know, because mm. we've been on these winning streaks and all the teams that we play, they give out, give their best to us. So, you know, they watching film on us, they doing different things to us to stop us, you know, from scoring a lot of points and, and they doing some things to us that's causing us some problems. So, you know, mentally, I'm just trying to keep these guys together uh, throughout this tournament, and you know we just take one. We we start every day zero and zero. We don't we you know we know we 26 and one, but every day we caught we start zero and zero. So we give ourselves a fresh start every day, and that's something I'm trying to get them prepared mentally going into this tournament. Because last year we went into the tournament, we was hunting, we was hunting, we was hunting people. Now we are the hunted. So mm -hmm. it's different. So I'm trying to get these guys back into the motor. We gonna we gonna we we back hunting. This what this is one of our goals. Our number one goal was to go undefeated, which we didn't do. We went 26 and one. The second goal was to win the conference and go undefeated in the conference. That was two goals that we met. And then the next goal was to win the the GCAC tournament. That's another goal that's right in that grasp. And from there, we work on winning the national title. Man, I can't wait for all side of basketball. Mike, if you would go ahead and follow up with a question. Yeah, Coach, uh, just, just kind of, you know, looking at your background and listening to you, uh, man, you've, you, you really put your time in. You have what we call swag hours. <laughs> you know what swag hours are, right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, little old school term. I'm the oldest member on this crew, so they occasionally <laughs> let me speak freely. So, but I, I want to congratulate you on your season. But, you know, as I listen to you talk, 26, you know, one loss, you know, I think that there's also a game behind the numbers. You will gain, you know, point efficiency at 100, 110% efficiency, outscoring everybody else. You don't do that without talent. How has, you know, a lot of your background experiences, you know, molded your philosophy toward recruiting young men? You know, what is your philosophy when you're bringing talent into the organization? Right. And, you know, I was with the SWAC for a long time, and I'm big, I'm big on bringing young guys in and developing. I don't like to go and get too many old guys that's already been polished because you can't, you can't develop old guys. So what I do, my philosophy is to bring the young guys in, and I tell them to trust the process in the situation and stay the course and you'll be successful. You know, and I told them, you know, I trust the process. I've been an assistant coach for 30 years and I've been patient and I trust the process. And now I'm weeping some of the benefits for trusting the process, you know. And so I just tell all these, these kids now, don't be ready. After one year, things don't go your way. You you ready to jump and go somewhere else. That's not the way to do it because you want to try to stay. You want to trust the process. You want to trust the coach. That, that that put that gave you a chance to come in and play. If you're talented enough, 
and you put the work in, you're going to be successful. So when I came in, when Coach Bill was asking me to come board, and I told Coach this, I said, Coach, I want to be a head coach. I said, he said, Coach, I want you to come here. I want you to recruit. I want you to build a program. I just don't want it hit and miss. And once he told me, when he talked about building the program, hey, I got super excited because that's what I want to do. I want to build a program that I don't have to worry about recruiting year after year because I got guys as freshmen and sophomores that's already ready to play, and I'm here, and I'm developing. And that's what I do. I develop talent. And once you develop talent, then you don't have to worry about winning. All you have to do is show up sometimes. Awesome. Oh, let, let, let me follow up real quick on that, uh, just with regards to uh, the talent, because we, we get into some interesting debates on here with regards to some of the talent that we see at the Division Two level and the talent at NAIA. Uh, you are obviously number one in, in Dr. Cabello's poll, but I wanted to ask a little bit about uh, the talent that's at the NAIA level. Hey, it's, it's some great talent here at this level. It's some really good talent. I, I would uh, compare it to the swag. I mean, it's really some good coaches in this league and it's some good players in this year, in this league. And what I told myself when I came here, I said, I got to go get me some talent. I got to go get – I can't get NAI players. I got to go get me some Division One, not low major players, but I got to go get me some high major Division One players. And I got about five high mid-major – not high major, but mid-major players. I got Cam Copeland. That he's one of the best guards I can see. He can get a shot off on anybody. He can shoot. He can make plays. And he can play defense. I got mm-hmm. a kid from Grambling that I recruited when I was at Valley. I stuck with him. Uh, uh, Cam- Cameron Woodall, big guy by 6'6", big and strong, can jump out the gym. I got a shooter. Trajan Fielder, that's a D1 player. So I got by six or seven D1 players because to win this conference, you got to have some really tough and you got to have some Division One players because this is a really tough conference. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Charles, you notice he said building, you know, as in the verb, you know, continuing. Yeah. Uh, I hate to see what happens when it gets built. building. I guess the construction. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Goodness. And, With that being said, Coach, we signed. We signed. Yeah, I just want to say that we signed we signed a kid today out of Lanier High School. He's about six seven. His name is Nick Turner. And we signed him today. We had a big press conference for him. And we're gonna get some of these kids now because we're doing so well. So that's what that's part of the building process as I'm putting in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I can give you time to, you know, call out some of the names superlatives. You had some all conference players, some other players are doing well, uh, I want you to give a chance to talk about some of these key players in regards to what are some of the players that are getting it done for you this year? Well, we got a kid that's 6'9". His name is Daryl Jones. He's 6'9", and, and I just a guy just sent him to me and say, hey, Coach, I got a kid for you. And when he got here, I promise he couldn't he couldn't walk in two bubblegum. And what we did, <laughs> we, we just we got him on the weight program. So we live weight Sunday. Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's part of the pro. That's every week. I don't care. We got a game. We're gonna live waste, and we're gonna do development, uh, shooting, and and other stuff to make sure these kids develop. And he's nice. developing to a really, really good player. He's six nine, and there's nobody in our conference that got a guy like that in our conference that can dominate mm. and dominate the paint. Nice, yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. Last thing, coach. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance. Uh, to give some shout-outs, kudos, you know, to your president. 
alumni, obviously those that have been supporting you over the years. Uh, go ahead. You, the floor is yours. Well, well, we got we got our president Carmen Walters. Uh, she supports she supports athletics big time. She always talk about the two A's, which is academics and athletics, and she want both of them to soar high here at Tougaloo. So we got uh, study hall in place. We got academic advisors in place. I came in and put all that in place because the most important thing for me is for these kids to get an education. I like winning, but I see, when I see a kid walk across the stage with a diploma, they give. I'm happy. And, uh, you know, I don't care about the championships. I just want these kids to get a uh, degree. So you got Carolyn Walker, that, that she's behind me 100%. Uh, Coach Barnes that hired me here. And uh, as we made the change, he's been very supportive of me. And the alumni have been very, very supportive of me, the Booster Club and the, the Tougaloo Nation, man. They've been really supportive. I probably got about 70 calls in probably the last – three days of people just, just shouting out and supporting me. Awesome. Kudos to all those that support and all that you're doing, Coach. Continue changing lives and making a difference. Uh, we certainly want to keep updated. We'll, we'll bring you back on. Uh, particularly like to be able to bring you back on when you cut down those nets for, for a championship at the NIA. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, absolutely. With that, this is Coach of the Tougaloo College Bulldogs getting it done. Rank Number one in the poll rankings last week, um, continue to win. So we imagine there should be in there. And we'll release it on Thursday. So we want to keep a little suspense there. Uh, but they continue to get it done. And that is the poll ranking top five. So you know what kind of things you're getting done when you're in our top five. And the mid-major for us is a combination of the NCAA Division II HBCU programs as well as the NIA HBCU program. So you in the top five, you're really doing well. But you find a way to ascend to number one, obviously you're doing good stuff. Uh, Langston's in there. Give me an example. Virginia Union in terms of what they're getting it done. They were in there last week, top five. So a lot of good programs. So we look forward to this tournament run uh, in regards to the Gold Coast Athletic Conference as well as the NIA. So thank you for your time, Coach. We'll be right back after this last break. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Just when you work in IT, complaints are part of the job. Bill says the coffee's weak today. But since CDW helped us switch to Mac, everyone's happier. Dan from Finance likes getting performance without a big price tag. Phoebe digs the power of the Apple M1 chip. Mac is easy to manage, compatible with all our apps, and came pre-configured by CDW. Now we're even getting compliments. That was Bill again, says he loves his new Mac. He's right about the coffee. Hey babe, meet us at the bottom of the trail. Oh man. Hey. Open up. The redesigned Chevy Silverado with a sophisticated high-tech interior. Open the door. It's easy to forget it's a truck. Nice truck. It was. Find new style. Find new roads. Chevrolet. It's like a loot machine. All around town, we're trying to get down. This is Ryan Fulford. 
A.B. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Dr. Bills, inside the HBC Sports Lab, hope you interviewed that in that uh, past interview with Coach Struthers of Tougaloo. With that being said, we want to get in the major division. Top five programs. Nobody dropped out this week, but a lot of change. <laughs> a lot of change in the poll rankings. So stick with us. It should be interesting. As we said, no team dropped out this week, but a couple of teams receiving votes. North Carolina Central Eagles with a winning record is still outside of the top five. Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks also with the winning record overall. Outside of the top five. So we're getting in this team where we get a lot of teams are starting to uh hit the stride. Getting into the winning streak, some sliding, backsliding, if you would. Like Southern Jaguars still outside. They sit at 13 and 14. Tough loss on the road as they fought back after a big deficit. Took the game to overtime but couldn't get it done against Grambling. So they are sitting in the final spot receiving votes at 13 and 14, 95, 28 points. Maryland needs to shore North Carolina Central uh, 29 and 60 points respectively. So you see how close. Maryland Eastern, I mean, North Carolina Central is outside with the number five team. The number five team is Norfolk State Spartans. They dropped three spots after it looked like they had a chance and were running it, doing really well. They fall to number five after a tough loss last night. And you'll hear the same refrain as several programs uh, in the MEAC took it on the chin on the men's side. Uh, yesterday in terms of what was going on. So Norfolk State at number five. The Spartans are 19-8, and 8-3, eight, eight and three, 62 points. Uh, could not quite get it done in regards to what is taking place there in the MEAC. The last couple of weeks should be a dogfight for those top four teams as there's not a lot of difference. Let me set it up for you. Howard at 9-2. and two, Norfolk State at 8-3. and three, Maryland Eastern Shore at 7-4. and four, North Carolina Central at 7-4 and four in terms of those top Four teams in the MEAC going down the stretch. Bringing us to number four, Howard. They were number one. They only lasted one week, 17 and 11, 9 and 2, 83 points. Uh, they took a tough loss on Monday. They got the big win on Saturday, but could not follow it up. Uh, so they fall from the number one spot. They fall four spots to number four. At number three, Tennessee State Tigers bounced back. They had the chance. Yeah. Murray State, yeah. tough loss on Thursday. Coach got tech. They got put out of the game. He was into it. Game was really close until the end. They couldn't get the stops late in that game to really get over the head. But they fought back on Saturday and got a big win that's at the top of the conference. So 
Uh, Tennessee State, while they're you know pretty much out of the number one spot, they are ascending, uh, winning several of their games. They had won five, so they've won six out of the last seven. Uh, they're in the top half of the OVC, so they're setting themselves up uh, for, for some buys in the OVC tournament that's coming in. Can they make a run? Uh, they sit in the fourth spot tied with Tennessee Tech that they got a victory over, uh, and but they're behind Southeastern uh, Missouri State Redhawks at 10-6, and six, uh, and UT Martin Skyhawks 10-6, and six, which they have some matchups coming this week, so it'll be fascinating. But they're at the three spot. They ascend three first-place votes, 89.17 and 12. Nine and seven, and number two, the tides of change. Mm-hmm. We heard everything about the MIAC, and rightfully so, they were rolling. Tough weekend, uh, but the SWAC has continued to grind, and now they're getting some love. Grambling State Tigers are looking really good in terms of what they got done. They improved to 18 and 8 on the season, 11 and 3 in terms of SWAC play. They're a game behind. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne State Braves uh, that are 12 and 2. So, three first place votes for Grandma State Tigers. They move up three spots from previous brand five as they jump in the poll. Big victory on the road for everybody to see in terms of being on uh, NBA TV during the All Star weekend. Uh, the ball will travel, defense will travel. They get it done. Number one, though, Hawthorne State Braves, 15 and 11, 12. And two, Braves have won six straight, while Grambling has won five straight. Five first place votes, 112 points, sitting at previous at number three. They move up two spots, so they had number one. All point state Braves earned the top ranking in the poll in week number seven, getting it done this week. Uh, two Miak, two Swack. Interesting to see how things close down. Who can hold on for the regular season conference champion? What will it mean for What happens in the tournament? Close games. When you talk about the margin of victory, for example, in the SWAC for nine points and less, all year long, it is at 50%. Of the 88 games played, 44 of them have been within nine points. Uh, you have six overtime games. Of those six overtime games, two of them went to double overtime. So you have a lot of good basketball being played in the SWAC, as well as the MIAC, I must add. But I'm going to start with you, Mike, this time. What are your thoughts on the major division top five teams in the program this week? Now, I have no issues with the polls, especially even to Tennessee State, um, where they're right now. They're playing some good ball. Their, their, their standing may not show it, but if you dig deeper and look at some of their wins, um, I think, you know, <laughs> you know they had one loss and they bounced back uh, with, the, with a big win. Uh, they're playing some good ball. Alcorn State, uh, I think the thing that stands out, the data point that stands out to me is the parity that you have, especially in the SWAC in both leagues. You talked about the double time, but the margin of victory – and some of these games is very close. Some of these games, I'd say 50% could either swing both ways, depending on a few calls and, you know, a few shots. So uh, nothing wrong with the polls as well. Alcorn State should be number one. They play, they're playing up to it. They're number one in defense. They're number one. They're tops in offense. They've been that way pretty much for the whole year. So nothing wrong with the polls. Hey, you talking about Tennessee State. They got to play a junior clay. 
I'm calling Mr. Clay the senior six foot hundred. Yeah. He, yeah. he came, he came the Cougars. Uh, uh, SIU Edwards via 40 piece. Yeah. 40 piece. Yeah. yeah. He gave it to him. Yeah. He asked him, did they want for more? Oh yeah. man, was he getting it done uh in terms of those matchups? Uh, man, Tennessee State has some players in terms of what they get done, and, and a lot of it, even in that loss to Moorhead State, um, you had Gross. I want to give him a shout-out. He played solid in terms of what they did against them. But Boyd, in terms of Dedrick Boyd, he was on fire from the three uh, in that matchup, and he put up 28 points. It was a loss, but he went 10 or 13 from the field goal. And then when you talk about what he shot from the three, he was a madman, laser-focused. But let me go to you, Charles, in terms of some of these other teams, the Braves, the Tigers, inside out, big man play. Uh, they can move the ball, very athletic. Uh, but the Braves, they know how to win tight games. You cannot rest your laws. You think you have the Braves, and they will dump one on your head and send you to the locker room trying to figure out what happened. And yeah. they have ascended the number one. You have any concern with the top five programs? No concern with the top five programs. Uh, and, and you guys touched on it. Tennessee State playing some great basketball. Uh, but when you take a look at uh, Alcorn and Grandma, no two teams are hotter in HBCU basketball. You talk about Grandma, they won five in a row. Uh, big, huge win. National TV audience can't say enough about that. And Alcorn, they won six in a row. But we've talked about it. The margin of error in the SWAC is about yay big. Yep, and and be careful as we go toward the end of the season. Uh, I think it's going to be a fight between Alcorn and Grambling, obviously for the regular season title. But be careful about these blue bloods starting to pick up steam now. Texas Southern they've won three in a row. Yeah, Review, they've won two in a row. As we get towards tournament play, be careful because you got to fight them demons. You got to fight them demons when you start playing them schools when you get into tournament play. And then you got uh, North Carolina Central. Uh, they picked up steam. They won four in a row uh, with the teams uh, in the MEAC uh, dropping one this past Monday. The odds of Monday have caught teams again with Howard, Norfolk State, and Maryland Eastern Shore. So it's going to get fun down the stretch here. Yeah. Oh, you said really well. Come back on the other side and get a little segment where I ask you some key matchups this week. Uh, but I really like what you talked about in some of these games. People keep it on and want to go take a little deeper dive. We'll take our last break, come back on the other side, talk about some key matchups this week, uh, and then we'll tell people also what games they can catch on TV. As we go down the stretch, we basically have three to four games left, depending on uh, what teams have played their rival or not. And so it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like down the stretch of the SWAC before you get in the tournament. I still say there's going to be two teams that are sitting at 9 and 10. It might even stretch to 11. that are not going to be make the tournament, which – some teams that could have gave a number one and number two a big upset, they're not even going to be in the tournament this year. So it'll be fascinating to see when you look at the MEAC and SWAC tournaments. With that being said, let's take our last break. We'll come back on the other side, tell you some games to watch uh, this week, and make sure that you're on top of your HBCU basketball. And then on Thursday, we'll give you an update, some more of the CIAA tournament, as well as the mid-major poll rankings. Uh, we'll give you those updates as well as you continue to get all your HBC basketball uh, needs met right here on Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this last break. I'm a millionaire. I'm not a 
I'm a millionaire? I'm not a millionaire. Crypto is complicated, but as a tax expert with crypto experience, you can hand your taxes off to me. You do your thing, we've got your taxes. Intuit, TurboTax Live. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turn my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good. Topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, just $12.99. Only from Pizza Hut. No one out Pizza the Hut. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna laugh, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Uh, wanted to get in here and give you some updates. Uh, you talking about going down the stretch. Uh, Grambling is a game behind Alcorn. The problem for Grambling is this was one of those matchups where you only played one. You know, you have your uh, 12 games where you uh, play teams twice, both home and away. Mm. And then you have your six games where you basically only play uh, teams once. And Alcorn went on the road. Uh, so got it the hard way. They had a three-point victory over Grambling. So head-to-head -head would mean Alcorn if they end up tied, uh, if you would. They would share the championship. But Alcorn would get the number one seed uh, in the tournament. But for Grambling to ascend all the way to the top, they need to see – they got to win out, obviously, or uh, see Alcorn lose twice before they can find a way to jump them. Uh, not just good enough to get even with them. With that being said, I'm going to go to you, Charles. What are some of the matchups that you look forward to this weekend? This Saturday, looking at the MEAC, Howard at North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central all of a sudden has gotten hot. They won four in a row. Uh, Howard dropped one this past Monday. Uh, we'll try to see can uh, Howard uh, regain that momentum. But, again, uh, play that Blue Blood team. Play that's going to get scary. Uh, going down the stretch here, Howard at North Carolina Central. And, of course, you got the Texas teams uh, heading to Mississippi. They do the Blues Trails trip this weekend. So you got Texas Southern with uh, Jackson State on Saturday and then all corn on, on Monday. But the one that's very intriguing, of course, this upcoming Saturday is uh, Prairie View at Alcorn. That's going to be a good one. Hottest team in HBC basketball right now is Alcorn. And they got two teams that are starting to pick up steam. Uh, Prairie View and Texas Southern coming in this weekend. Going to be fascinating to watch. Mike, did you hear talking about the Blues Trail? I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you snuck that in, and we uh, we got you, Mike. What 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 do you have on your mind uh, this weekend? What are you looking? Well, at? I, I got you. Say, hey, you take a peek at these. <laughs> well, now that Tennessee State's got my got my attention, I'm kind of keeping a side eye on them. I think they have UT Martin. 
I think they lost. They had a ten point loss to them earlier. But they playing some ball. They can get that ball. Could, that could go either way. I do agree with CB that you know Alcorn Alcorn against uh, Prairie View is an interesting matchup. Um, I think Grambling not yet. I think they've got to go through Florida and Alabama. Florida they should be fine, but that Alabama trip they could stumble their toe a little bit. So I think that's a watch out as well. That's not immediately, but that's coming up. Something to keep your eye on a little bit. I agree with you there in terms of those matchups, in terms of keeping your eyes on it. Um, HBCU games this coming up week on Saturday. You have Southern at Bethune-Cookman, Deborah Hedder, starting at 1230 and 3 o'clock. That's women's and men's. And then on that Monday, as you talk about, uh, you see the Texas team coming in Alcorn. That is Texas Southern at Alcorn State, doubleheader, 530 and 8 o'clock on HBCU Go. Uh, last weekend, this Monday, man, you had all your fixtures. You had both East ESPN and HBCU games. So I had my iPad sitting in there in the gym watching all these different games, both HBCU Go. Um, real nice pitching pitches, so you're tuning in. I got it on while I'm watching. Texas Southern get it done as well. So a lot of good basketball. With that being said, uh, that HBCU game is Texas Southern at Alcorn. The one, uh, as you talked about, the Blues Trail is really on the women's side. Prairie View goes in on Monday at Jackson State. Obviously, that mm -hmm. was the only blemish on Jackson State's schedule. So you know yeah. they'll be focused on that game. They've been rolling. Prairie View wants to continue to play well there at the top of the conference looking for seeding. Uh, but that's a tough road trip uh, in terms to going in to Jackson, especially after you got it done at home. Credit to the ladies, uh, Prairie View, uh, getting mm -hmm. it done in terms of women's basketball. They got those new uh, um, basketball shoes from Harden 3. Show yep. that out to you. You can check it on Twitter. They are clean, uh, uh, but they'll need every inch of those. Great, great hype video. Great yeah. hype video. Yeah, that hype video is Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. As we go down the stretch, it'll be interesting to see what takes place. Looking ahead, short week, obviously, when you come back, you have the Thursday and Saturday before you go into the tournament. Uh, this week, Thursday, will get you ready for the SIC tournament as it kicks off next week. Uh, but next week, you close down the basketball season. You do Thursday and Saturday. With that being said, on Thursday, you have Jackson State at Arkansas Pine Bluff doubleheader on HBCU Go. And then they'll end the season traveling to Texas. Texas Southern at Prairie View. It'll be fascinating to see what that matchup would mean. Will it come down to that matchup being who gets in the tournament? Or I have Prairie View and Texas Southern and Senate at the right time and solidified themselves in the middle of the conference and now trying to stretch out to see maybe they can get up into the top half of the bracket. Uh, it will be interesting to see what that looks like. We'll call it the show with that. Thank you for listening. The inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Kabil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our guest, Coach Struthers of Tougaloo College men's basketball program, as he's won the GCAC. Uh, as of last week, he was number one in the mid-major poll rankings and continues to ascend. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Kabil's inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday, generally at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Kick us back. We'll be back at our regular time on Thursday at 6 o'clock. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest 
in the lab. And when I say next week, this Thursday, actually, follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. It's inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, inside the HBC Sports Lab. BCSN 25th anniversary. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Check us out and continue to support uh, BCSN. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.